It's now the show. Okay, we're back on. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian and Jason, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Let's get started. Looky here. I am in Santa Monica. You are. You're (laughs) sitting across from me. It's a bit weird. We haven't uh, done a podcast in person in quite a long time. And even when we did them in person before, I wasn't staring right at you when we did them. I know. I should have sat to the side. This is a little fucking weird. This is really weird (laughs) because we actually can have a conversation now, which I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) Uh, Who knows? We'll see. I'm also not wearing headphones, so I'm kind of thrown off from my typical feel. Yes, and we are in quite possibly the most echoey room that we could find on the planet. Hardwood floors, nice, like, solid wood tables. and But it is beautiful. It's, it's my house, man. I finally got to see your house after you bitched and moaned about all the trips to Home Depot. I, I finally get the tour. <laughs> yes. So here we are. It's, it's 2015. It's our second show. This one will be our first real long one because we both last week had to basically get off as quickly as possible. Yeah. All right, we're done? Good. Okay, see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> in and out. <laughs> yep. Easy breezy. Speaking of in and out, since you're in California. I have not gone yet. Oh, wow. I have not gone to in and out I have not gone to Philippe's. I have not gone to Del Taco. I have not gone to Baja Fresh. The only place that I've gone to eat out so far has been Tender Greens. Wow, look at you. What is this, 2015 healthy? Well, the people I was hanging out with were eating healthy. All but- right, okay. <laughs> Gotcha. No, I, uh, they're on my list. I've got a full day, a full two days of shooting in Hollywood. <laughs> and the first spill of 2015. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Uh, to first tea spill of 2015. Actually, also something I just realized, this is the first time we've ever done the podcast in person, and we're drinking tea. Yes. Not beer. We are sober because it is quite, quite honestly, 1042 in the morning, which I I have to say has not stopped us in the past. No, (laughs) no, it definitely did not. No, but yeah, it's been a long trip for me. I've been here for a week now and uh, yeah, pretty much lots of parties and uh, wine and beer and booze. And I could use a little break at least until uh, maybe 1130. (laughs) We're about halfway through. Then we'll bust out a beer. That's true. After this, we have our our good friend Bob coming up to uh, record some new bumpers for us again. We're going back to the the Scottish brogue instead of the hot chick sounds. And uh, then we're going to saunter down to Finn McCool's and start some drinking. So I, I require fish and chips today. Fish and chips you shall have. Yes. As, as far as, you know, Hollywood cuisine or L.A. cuisine, fish and chips at Finn's is it's delicious and a tradition. Definitely not nutritious, though. Oh, God, no. <laughs> There's nothing about this trip that has been anywhere near nutritious. I think I've probably put on 10 pounds since I've been here, and I haven't even hit in and out. So that's saying something. That is saying something. So no, no, uh, no resolutions then. No, no healthy resolutions, or are they just on hold while while you're here in LA? I hired a trainer. I have a trainer waiting for me when I get back to Chicago, right. who is going to kick my ass into shape. All right. Well, look at you. Yeah. I, I did not do any resolutions, but I thought of one this morning, and and I'm actually going to stick to it. And I also want to challenge everybody else out there. I have decided to make a resolution, and not that I've been particularly bad about this, anyways. I, I do this a lot, but I'm going to make an effort this entire year to pay for content. Oh my if goodness. I like something, I'm going to pay for them one way, shape, or another. Buy merch, buy whatever. Stop tapping the table. Stop I'm, tapping I'm doing the a table. Doctor I Drew. appreciate that. Yes. Uh, well, my, my boom <laughs> mic is attached kind of weird, so it's a bit odd. Uh, but that is my resolution. I'm challenging everybody else out there to do that as well. There are podcasts I like that I've just not donated to. I'm going to do that. 
Uh, this entire year, if I am enjoying some form of entertainment in some way, shape, or form, I will find a way to get them some money commensurate with my enjoyment of it. Excellent, excellent. Yes. Um, I would do that, but as uh, part of your resolution, if you can get me a raise, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know those guys, so I can't help. Uh, all I can do is help with the grumpy old geeks raise, so uh, I challenge all of our listeners to follow my resolution <laughs> and send us money. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening, oh, that's this is a whole side load just to get the. This was not a side load. It did come to mind when you posted your photo of the complete new rig that you just purchased for podcasting, and I was realized that you're totally blowing through all our beer money funds. Any <laughs> donations that we, Jason is Mister Spendy DeFilippo over here, just runs through whatever donations you guys send. So keep them coming. Um, okay, now to be completely honest, I've got, I got that giant new 15 track mixing board. And a, for our for our ten person shows that we're going to start soon, exactly, and an Electro Voice uh, RE twenty seven, and for both of those, I paid absolutely zero. Okay, fair enough. Yes, uh, what'd you trade? Kidney Jordan from, Jordan from the Art of Charm actually gave me the mixer, so that was just a a basically an awesome Christmas present. <laughs> the uh, the RE twenty seven I traded for two Rode Podcasters. Okay. Which is exactly the same amount of money that the RE27 would have cost. So at the end of the day, I came out of it even, but I am now down one mic. So <laughs> I'm going to have to drop another $500 to get a matching RE27. You have the same de- definition of even as I think most husbands complain about their wives having. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this podcasting thing, it's like I started off with, you know, trying to be frugal and all that, but then you just turn into a, you know, a gear snob and... <laughs> And I've never done done it with the mixing board and all that, you know, shenanigans. And I tried to stay away from it. But he's like, if I give you this mixing board, will you use it? And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. Yes, yes I will. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. It's like it's got so many knobs and dials and <laughs> things on it. I'm just looking forward to it. Excellent. So at some point you'll have to, you know. Not join me. <laughs> You've already got like. I'm selling of off gear. That's you're, you're purchasing gear like no tomorrow, and I'm trying to get rid of most of my audio gear. But yeah, okay. Well, yeah, and I but I also do multi-person shows yes, at the do. house. You know, yes. we've got does it have legs? Right. Which I've already. You know, we're ready to kick that back into gear because I miss doing that show. First uh, movie of the year, Hackers. Oh, great movie! Yeah. Great soundtrack. Excellent soundtrack. Yes. Excellent movie. Excellent Angelina Jolie's. 18-year-old boobs, boobs yes. you know. Well, it can't be a movie about geeks or by geeks if there's no boobs, let's be honest. Yes. Boobs <laughs> and, uh, was it, Johnny Lee Miller's bondage pants. If you notice, he's wearing bondage pants in, like, almost every scene. I haven't seen the movie in years, but I do remember he was, they went for the, he's the clubby geek mm-hmm. aesthetic with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Which yeah. I did as well, just I didn't look as good as that. And I, I didn't realize they were bondage pants. My ex-girlfriend had to point it out to me. She's like, he's wearing bondage pants. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Something I would have never picked out on my own. Well, excellent. So in keeping with the I can't believe it's 2015 theme, can you guys stop fucking copying and pasting that fucking Facebook copyright message? What is wrong with people? I, don't, I have no idea. Every time I see somebody post it, I'm just like, how are we friends? I mean, how, <laughs> or how is this even still happening? Or how did you miss the, 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 the notification the first 15 times? I don't know. Stop I mean, it, people. Yeah. Anything that you post to Facebook to say, hey, stop stealing my info, stop doing this, stop doing that, means nothing because you signed the TOS. <laughs> There's nothing legally binding with anything that you post to Facebook unless you're talking about your boss and slandering them <laughs> that is going to really do anything. Yeah, that's very true. So stop it, people. Please. <laughs> Please. Just knock it off. Knock it off. Nobody I'm friends with 
Well, okay, never mind. I have a wide range of friends on Facebook. So, yes, many friends. If you listen to this podcast and you're posting this, stop listening. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 don't, no, don't, do, don't that. do that. We don't want that. Never mind. <laughs> no. uh, and then in uh, fun news, I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson, one of my favorite people on the planet, uh, did a Q&A where he discussed Star Wars and the ability to blow up a planet. Basically, it can be done. I love science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Neil. I've, we've got, I know we have a few listeners who are down on Neil for not being a real, you know, super scientist, but oh, whatever. whatever. Um, I'm talking to you, Teeter. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> How can you not like him? I get, okay, I get the, well, he doesn't, he hasn't published papers. and blah, blah, blah. That's not his point. That's not his role. He's entertaining and he brings science to the forefront. Exactly. He makes dumb people think about things every now and then. And he's going to be making more dumb people think about things because he's got his own talk show on Net Geo coming out. That's great. I love that. I will be watching. Yeah. I don't generally watch late night talk shows. And now that, you know, Colbert's gone, Ferguson's gone. Well, Colbert's just moving, but you know, his show's going to be watered down. Well, yeah, he's going to be him now. And I don't know if him as him can. Well, and him on a major network isn't going to be able to do what he was doing on Comedy Central. Yeah. It's just not going to happen, which is unfortunate. We'll see how that kind of goes. But we still have John Oliver. Yes. Yes. And Bill Maher as well. And Bill Maher. I love Bill Maher. Uh, this is fun. It is fun. This is weird. Yeah, stop I, spilling shit, and then maybe we can get on with the show. I think I'm just missing beer. It feels weird to not have that little bit of lubrication going on. Well, technically, <laughs> you know, I'm still kind of on Chicago time, so that means it's uh, 12.50 there, so I think it might be time to crack a beer. I think we, let's, let's see if we can make it past the security segment, then we'll open up some beer. <laughs> okay, deal. Comment of the week. Uh, shout out to my business partner, Wendy Marvel, who gave us a donation this week, and I didn't even know about it until Jason told me. So thanks a lot, Wendy. Thank you very much, Miss Wendy. I appreciate that very, very much. I need more gear, so keep it coming. Just keep the money coming. And uh, let's let's give do Wendy a solid on this one here. Check out her uh, Flipbookets at flipbookit.com. Yes, our first in-person advertisement for a <laughs> product that you had to see. Yes. <laughs> we learned a lot about radio advertising. Yes, radio one. advertising for a visual product does not go so well. <laughs> so our next comment of the week comes from uh, Emil Fisher. Hey, Brian and Jason, despite the typical topics at hand entitled Grumpy, I hope all is going great for you both. This comment is going to seem random and potential sympathy BS, but I felt you both need to know the laughter you bring me every Friday. Aw. I'm 24 years old, and okay. yeah, um, oh, 25 on January 7th, so uh, happy belated two-day birthday. Uh, happy birthday. And have been suffering with a severe battle with depression, and now thereafter developed agoraphobia. I struggled every day with my lack of social interaction, people talk to you know, people to talk to, and general, genuine moments of honest laughter. Ever since I've started listening to you guys, you've given me something at least to look forward to on Fridays, like I used to. Thank you for all you do and the great podcast you make and bringing a smile to this often frowning face once in a while. Dude. It sounds uh, like your blood brother. I know. <laughs> I, I, I can totally relate to you, man. I, I have gone through the same thing. And uh, yeah, it's tough. But uh, tell you, getting out and just being around people, it, it, it helps. Um, and, and podcasts do help, you know. Uh, keep, I'm not keep so sure connection. if it helps too much with that. You're sitting in a room by yourself talking into a microphone. I, for me, it helps, okay. but, uh, and it sounds like it, it, it helps uh, Emil, too. So. Well, I'm happy we bring a little bit of laughter to you. That is the point. That's why we do this. This is really nice to hear. Um, social interaction's overrated, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck people. Stay inside. 
And uh, we got a comment from Jez, a recent listener, longtime grumper, living in the land of get off my lawn. Thought you'd like this, knowing your love of all things Uber. And uh, Jez sent us a link to uh, Uber reinstating free rides in uh, somewhere in Idaho. Yeah, because they're kind of screwed with the city council right now because they don't have a business license because they don't follow, you know, yes. standard uh, business practices. I'm, I'm not sure if the intention was to show how this is Uber being good, but to me, this is just straight up trickery and bribery because they refuse to follow the rules. Yeah, <laughs> it's PR because they're they're douchey. Yeah, yeah, not impressed. But thanks for the link and uh, thanks for listening. In the news. And speaking of Uber, I just wanted to uh, top off the news with uh, the year in Uber scandals, a surge price cruised through the company's biggest controversies, a little thing that uh, Salon put together on December 24th that uh, cheered me up greatly. Yeah, I, I didn't read them all because there were so many There's of them. There's so many. There's, There's a lot of them. Um, side note, and I won't get too into it because I can't yet, but I am uh, part of my pivoting position involves a, a company that is a bit of a charitable organization. And let's just say Uber is chomping at the bit to do things that uh, make themselves look very good because they realize how badly they fucked up their PR last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The year in fuck ups with Uber has been, has been stellar. Yes. <laughs> I did. I did uh, use an Uber the other day, I have to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was about a mile and a half. It was 15 bucks. Right. And the guy was 10 minutes late. And that's not good. Now, a lot of people are still having good uh, good experiences with it. Uh, I went to Vegas briefly over the break um, before the new year. Um, and Vegas has, of course, outlawed them. So the, there is no Uber in Vegas at the moment. And uh, I went off strip, which was stupid. But I had one of the best meals of my entire life at this crazy Thai restaurant. Uh, but uh, once we were done eating, calling to I would have killed to have Uber or at least that <laughs> functionality at that point because calling and just waiting for someone to show up. Uh, but it's about you know it's just about the cab companies stepping up to match the app capabilities because that's all Uber's really got. So yep. And I'll talk a bit more about that when we get to software apps and gadgets. <laughs> um, one of the things we've talked about a lot is is uh, cutting the cord with cable TV. Um, it's something that. I would love to do, and I could readily do right now, but it doesn't go with my New Year's resolution of paying for content, because in order for me to cut the cable, there will be a lot of our friends in Sweden helping out to fill the void and making <laughs> sure I can get a bunch of things that I want to watch. Uh, but we're getting a step closer. Uh, HBO's already offered their services, obviously, and now ESPN is now offering a sans cable uh, option, which is going to be a big deal for sports people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because there are a lot of people I know that just watch sports. That is all TV is for. Now that they can just get ESPN on their pads, the hell with cable. Well, the the hopefully the thing that will come out of this is ESPN's, you know, bundling at the cable level, at the cable yeah. company level, because that's what jacks up half the prices because they're like, everybody's paying for ESPN, and I don't watch ESPN, but I'm still paying for it if I've got a cable subscription. Yeah, but so, this is where it gets tricky because people paying for ESPN fund these smaller channels that, say, you particularly would fall in love with that not enough people would ever watch by themselves to ever fund that 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 network's network's existence. Yeah. It can't exist without ESPN's money. So this is one of those weird th this is again this is the major record label model which is, you know, your Pearl Jam funds the 20 bands that, you know, you like and maybe 15 other people. That band doesn't exist anymore without the Pearl Jam money funding it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then not according to Amanda fucking Palmer. You know, <laughs> we'll all find our audiences and we'll all make money. <laughs> Everybody will be on YouTube and Vine. <laughs> yes, and everyone will be fine because there's so much money going to those people. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're loaded. <laughs> 
But one of the upsides that I found this week is uh, the FCC is going to hopefully be changing the definition of broadband. Okay, why would that matter? It matters because, well, we talked about how AT&T got dinged for saying that their U-verse was like super fast broadband. Right. And as we all know, it's shit. Yes. And they're upping it from, uh, was it 10 megabits down? I think it was 10 before because um, there's so many things that uh, yeah. that's the cutoff levels on, on feedback forms and shit like that. So. But the, the, yeah, the new definition <laughs> that they're proposing is 25 down, three up. Three up? Three up is better than most people get. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying in the valley right now, and the person I'm staying with has "quote unquote" Time Warner Roadrunner broadband. Right, and I get about three to five megabits down in a like point eight mm-hmm. up, which is also why we're doing this in person because I couldn't Skype from there <laughs> because we couldn't even make a phone call work on their broadband. Right. So this just, I mean. The more speed we put into the basic definitions of what it means to have broadband internet helps everybody because then the ISPs have to step up and actually deliver on what they're advertising. It would be nice to have an infrastructure that was as good as, say, South Korea. That would be very nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in in other uh, broadband news or data news, AT&T finally is offering data rollover starting uh, January 17th, I believe. That's a small step to make for getting rid of unlimited plans. Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, for the first time since I lost my unlimited plan, I got the email from them saying you've hit 75% of your allotted bandwidth. I get it basically about three days before my billing cycle every single time now. So at least I know I'm at the right pay level. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Because I went with the, uh, I've got my dad on my plan, and soon my mom is going to be on my plan. And I've only got the four gigabytes per month Mm -hmm. plan. Yeah, You know, with the whole shared, as many phones as you want. Yeah. And uh, I thought that that was going to be too little, but turns out it's just right. Well, you'd be amazed at how how often and how easily it is to find Wi-Fi these days, which is what really helps. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really the thing. Because most of the time you're getting data at your home. Yeah, exactly. Or at the office. And, and I go out of my way to do things like make sure I download the podcast before I go on my bike ride so I'm not streaming and using the bandwidth and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, I keep cellular data off for all the podcast stuff, but mm-hmm. when I was traveling... Um, I started using Overcast, like I mentioned before, and oh my god, I'm up to 19 hours saved by the smart <laughs> speed thing. And I was getting on a plane, and I'm like, it shows you that the episodes are there waiting to download, but you can't get them. And there were like a couple shows that I really wanted because there was new hardcore history out, which, as we know, is is like 280 megabytes to yes. download, and it was tough to hit. Yeah, use the cellular, but worth it. every meg. I know, I know. <laughs> I still have to. Now that I've got it, I'm I'm ready to do my crawl under the covers and binge. <laughs> yeah, I, I have it sitting on my phone as well. I'm not entirely sure when I'm going to be able to get into it, but I have a feeling there might be some time this weekend where I'll yes. sit down with a nice whiskey and give it a listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better have a lot of whiskey. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy a few bottles, I think. It is a long show. Um, so, listicle. listicle I, I, I hate alert. to do listicle, but I did like this one. Alternate came out with the eight biggest product fails of 2014. Hello. <laughs> Hello was on there. Shocking. Uh, as Jason pointed out just before the show, Hello has basically become a t-shirt company at this point. That's all. I get the emails from all the accounts I signed up for to prevent the name squatters. So I get like 10 emails every time that they fart and they want to <laughs> talk about it. And yeah, most of the time, it's a it's a t-shirt offering. Yes. Uh, and I would like to say that, yeah, I do tend to, to, uh, to fall on the side of negative for things. So... My first impulse for most new products is that shit, it's never going to work. But I was quite 
right and <laughs> and explained in great detail why I thought Ella was a piece of crap. And uh, just a little victory dance here for me. Okay. okay. And 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 since we are in person, I would like to point out that Brian just actually did a victory dance. I, I, I don't fuck around when I talk about victory dances. Normally, I would actually get up and do a little lap. I do victory laps when I get Final Jeopardy right. <laughs> Particularly when everybody else gets it wrong. That is the best feeling in the world, by the way. Best feeling in the world, getting Final Jeopardy right while all three competitors on the show miss it. And I just go do a lap around the couch. (laughs) And you call me a nerd. I never said I wasn't a nerd. Uh, Let's run through the rest of these really quickly just because I like it. Uh, Amazon Fire Phone, definite fail. Detergent-free laundry systems. I hadn't even heard about this, and it sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, I'd like some soap in my drawers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Fitbit Force. That was the one that was recalled. Right. Yeah, and gotcha. I know uh, Dr. Teeter has one and his fell apart. So, But Fitbit actually just did come out with a new one that's uh, like 250 bucks, which I was tempted to get. But since I've taken my Fitbit off, I feel much better. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes quantification is not worth it. Uh, Burger King Satisfries. What the hell is I that? I have not heard of. I, I give them points for the names, though. The That's name, a good name. The name Satisfries is pretty good. Apparently, low-calorie version of fries, but if you're going to fucking Burger King, you're not worried about your health. I thought that would be going the other way, because if, yeah. if I wanted fries, I want them, like, you know, cooked in duck fat and, yeah. you know, a little side of foie gras. <laughs> I'm in. Speaking of which, foie gras, legal in California again. Oh, my God. Yes, we might have to get They don't have that at Finn's. Damn it. Uh, Google Glass, yes. I, I think everybody has realized that that's a stupid piece of shit. Uh, Nike Fuel Band, another yeah. of the tech uh, wearables. Yeah, they um, killed their entire their entire team. Wow, that's that's pretty. Yeah, it's dead. And uh, another thing I hadn't heard about: McDonald's Mighty Wings. I did not know they went into wings. I did not either. So there you go. Those are the eight biggest product fails of 2014. Okay, dokey. And uh, now let's talk about really cool shit that we hope doesn't fail: SpaceX. Ah, uh, yes. Which, I love uh, SpaceX. I love too. This is this is power to the people. Let's get off the planet by ourselves and not rely on governments. So this one isn't actually about uh, getting off the planet. It's about landing. <laughs> yeah, it's about trying to land, yes. They've already sent a rocket up. This is trying to let's now connect and land to something. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got the really cool, and I love those grasshopper videos, the mm-hmm. one that just goes up, floats around a bit, and then comes back down after scaring the shit out of some cows. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, they're trying to land this one where? where? Where's this one going? They're trying to do a cargo delivery run to the International Space Station. And then make a first stage return. I think they're just landing in the ocean, right? They're they're going old school, like the little thing will disconnect and parachute down and then land. Okay. Well, the launch is like they pushed it off till what tomorrow? Yeah, the launch has been pushed to tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is Friday, they are going to try again tomorrow. There's been two scrub launches already due to weather and uh, random small problems that they found. What I like about this is that Elon Musk is saying, yeah, we got about a 50-50 chance of it working. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like that, too. It's like, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. we got to try it to see if we can do it. Yeah. So. Love it. Love it very much. Uh, in more news, a study came out on January 5th that small screens mess with children's sleep. Duh. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. Could have told you that. Uh, that not just children, uh, they mess with our sleep. Yes, yes. I have definitely noticed that uh, I've taken now a half an hour off from reading on my iPad before I try to go to sleep, and things go much easier and quicker, and I have better sleep. Yeah, so. I've actually flipped over to not reading uh, books on the iPad at all or the Kindle, and I have dead trees next to my bed <laughs> for when I go to bed. Yeah, I've, I'm doing the policy of always having one real physical book and the rest on the iPad going, and I dip into the uh, the real book right before I go to sleep. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, I can read on the iPad like during the day, but yeah, before bed, turn the lights down a little, get your you know cup of whatever, 
<laughs> put you off to slumberland. Yes. I generally like Malbec to put me <laughs> off to slumberland. But <laughs> Well, that also fucks with your sleep to a certain extent, unfortunately, because it is a very good get to sleep method. But uh, yeah, you, know, you don't really get alcohol does not sleep. give you the deep sleep that. Uh, no. So it's the shallow sleep. Uh, and speaking in duh news, uh, this is a good one. The FCC launched a new complaint site to handle high volume. Because they have lots of complaints. They have a lot of complaints. So that's have, funny. Have John Oliver to <laughs> thank for that. <laughs> and in the final bit of news that I saw yesterday, which uh, just it bothers me a lot because if you listen to this podcast, you know we are a huge fan of books as we just talked about books. We end up talking about books in almost every segment. We love to read. Amazon is now, well, this already existed. You tried out Oyster, right? Which is the all-you-can-eat subscription service for readers. Yes, I did. Yes. So Amazon is now rolling out their own version for, it's called Kindle Unlimited. Uh, authors are not pleased about this, obviously. Obviously, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this and how this kind of destroyed the music industry. This is what happens. It's less money going around. It's already, the book industry is already a horrible industry and barely anybody makes any money and now you're going to make it even worse. Um, if you like to read, do not sign up for this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to sign up. And it's like nine ninety nine a month for as many books as you can read out of their 700,000 book library. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I, I, I buy books and I like to have the authors get paid. Yeah, I don't think this is a good model. I don't think that people that really enjoy reading are going to be thrilled about this um, when you see the selection. That was my biggest problem with Oysters. I signed up and it was like, none of my favorite authors are on there. There's maybe one book by this author, but not the whole collection. It's <sighs> Also, you've got, you've got this, you know, you've, you've got, what was the paradox of choice? Too much shit. And <laughs> Too much you, shit. You never end up actually reading anything. If you have access to 700,000 books, how are you going to pick one to read? I mean, for some people that might not be a problem, but for me, I can't do that. It, I I definitely notice it a hundred percent on the music side of things. Um, if I have my iTunes library up, I will devour through artists, and things will set off chains, and I'll like, oh, and I used to, you know, I'll listen to Cure's Disintegration, it'll bounce me off to Love and Rockets, and then I go to the Pixies. When I'm on Spotify, I'm typing things in, and go, what should I listen? Yeah, yeah, it's I've, just I've totally noticed that with Spotify. <laughs> yeah. The only, I mean, the last time I used Spotify was when the power went out in, in West Virginia, and like my mom and I were sitting there in the dark with nothing to do. I'm like, oh, I'll just pull up some Spotify. Just, yeah. I'm like, name a band that you want to listen to, and I'd pull it up, and she was like, how did you do that? And then we yeah. got to talking about Spotify, and she'd never, she'd never heard of Spotify. Yeah. So, uh, I definitely I listen to less music with those services than I, I do yeah. if I just have my own library. Me too. 100%. Me too. So, yeah, not a fan of this Amazon move. I it, it's going to cannibalize their their themselves. It makes no sense. Well, Oyster pretty much failed. And I, yeah, I don't understand why they're doing it either. Other than this, it's the it's the you know it's the trend right now. Yeah. We got to offer an all you can eat thing because everybody else is. I do not care for it. Me either. Who on that? Security. Ha. Huh. We're going back old school. Back to the first few podcasts that we hope you never go back and listen to. I, I was reminded of that the other night when a friend of mine said, yeah, you were really drunk in one of those. <laughs> uh, we have a beer in front of us. We've got a Hangar 24 Columbus, Columbus IPA India Pale Ale. It's delicious. It is quite delicious. And yeah, we couldn't quite make it through security, but we made it to security. We made it to security. <laughs> Yes, to be quite frank, I have a hangover and I needed this to bring me back to life. And it is quite delicious. <sighs> Delicioso. It is. And we're only having the one. Don't worry. We are? Well, during the podcast. After that, we're going to have many more. Okay. <laughs> I was like, don't scare me like that, man. <laughs> okay, so I talked about how FBI was still claiming that uh, North Korea hacked Sony. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming out with more stuff, standing behind their their allegations mm-hmm. and saying that we figured it out because the hackers were lazy and forgot to turn their proxies on a couple times and then went back and turned them on. Any group of hackers that manages to take down a multi-million dollar multinational organization and put them in financial jeopardy, if not in danger of actually shutting down for the next 20 years is not sloppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I think this is actually a very smart group of people who yes. probably had access to an IP in North Korea. Yes. And did that on purpose. Yes. <laughs> I cannot see anybody doing this. No. I mean, hell, even when I'm talking to my friends in Sweden, I'm smart <laughs> enough not to do this, let alone when I'm hacking, yes, a, a multi-billion dollar company <laughs> trying to take them out of the world. Yeah, yeah. No. Still not buying it. Most people aren't buying it. But it's always a, it just seems to be a human impulse to kind of try to crap on the people that do something that you're not happy about. I, let's be honest. They did a great job. They, they, these are really good hackers. So why are we calling them sloppy or stupid or anything like they're not, they fucked us and they did a damn good job of it. They won. <laughs> they definitely, well, they fucked Sony. They did. Yeah, fuck well, they us, fucked but, Sony. Yes. Um, so yeah, is what it is. I'm still <laughs> standing behind the fact that I don't believe for a second that it was the North Koreans. Yeah, me either. So, we've got a new one for the Mac people. It's about time. Yes, Thunderstrike. The new rootkit out there that could own your Apple forever. Thunder. <laughs> Thunderstrike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not good. Nope. Especially since most Mac people I know who have uh, aren't particularly uh, into tech that much, they just use their Macs because they're nice and easy, and they've laughed at PC people who have to deal with viruses all the time, are not used to dealing with viruses. No, and this one is bad because it alters the boot ROM, Yeah, which you just can't go in and fix. Nope. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a Thunderbolt hack. It's interesting. That is interesting. It's a strange vector. It's called Thunderstrong. Yeah. Might pay for the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, moving on. Okay, so uh, I make a point of not actually getting online when I fly. How about you, Jason? I did it for a couple times just for the novelty sake. Right. And one or two times when there actually was a fire that needed to be put out. Right. And it was painfully slow, but yeah. I, I did. Yeah, I was thankful that it existed um, when I needed it. But for the most part, no, man, I want to I want to. Yeah, I want to put my headphones on and chill. Excuse for five hours to have a couple of Jack and Cokes and watch a crappy movie. Yeah, and there are many times when I've actually had to lie to clients and tell them, no, my plane doesn't have Wi-Fi because they want right. me to get on. Yeah, like, yeah. We'll, we'll give you the 20 bucks. Don't worry about it. Do, you know, just bill us. But we need to uh, we need to talk to you for the next five hours while you're <laughs> flying. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. So I've never done it uh, in flight, but I have used this particular company at uh, airports that don't provide a free Wi-Fi or whatever. GoGo. Uh, it's one of those horrible little... It's the only one that I've ever used on yeah. the plane. Yeah. There's a couple of them, I guess, but uh, this is it's the only one I've come up across, too. So GoGo uh, has a little problem. Just a little, uh, bit of, little bit of a problem. Yeah, apparently their in-flight Wi-Fi undermines encryption, and they have some bad certifications and some squirrely things going on, and you probably should not use them until they fix this. Yeah, what they're doing is they're using proxies to get around people like trying to download video. Yeah. You know, they don't want everybody on the plane looking at porn or YouTube or <laughs> well, whatever. Note, note to everyone in the world, none of us want you watching porn on the plane. I don't understand people who watch porn on planes. I've seen it a couple times and I'm like, 
How unaware of your circumstances I know. are you? I know. And, you know, these are the people that are so not so bright anyway, so they unplug their headphones and then the speakers click on. Yeah. I have heard, You've heard horn more. moaning <laughs> from the seat behind me, and I was just like, this is... Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're going to rub one out in the seat while you're standing there. So at least take well, your iPad in the bathroom. Yes, if you've got to they watch are. Porn. Why else would you be watching porn? For you the story? They, okay. <laughs> Stewardess. The, yes. I seem to have dropped my pen. <laughs> As the porn turns. Oh, hey, good one. Yeah, um, Stewardess, can you bring me a pizza? <laughs> Jesus. Anyways. Anyways, there's problems with GoGo. Uh, I'd be very careful uh, signing on while you're in the air for the time being until they fix all this stuff. Yes, and if you are, if you have to do it, use a VPN. Yes. Like the North Korean hackers <laughs> forgot to. Use your <laughs> Download own your porn via North Korea. <laughs> and that'll, that'll at least save you some. I, we recommend private internet access. Go to grumpyoldgeeks.com. In the right sidebar, there is an ad. Sign up. We don't give you a discount, but it is still cheap. It's 25 bucks a year, I believe. Yes. And that's what I use every day, and I recommend it highly. I highly recommend it as well. Uh, we talked a long time about the, the Stingrays and those, those bizarre little uh, cell tower masqueraders that have popped up around the country. And actually, we should revisit that, because remember, they're the ones that the government said that, that, that weren't theirs and nobody really understood? Yeah. Who the fuck put these towers up? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to go back and find out more about that this year, because uh, we, we did drop that one, and that one's interesting. Very interesting, But yeah. there may not just be any new information about it, because we probably would have seen it. Anyways, uh, an app is now out for detecting them. Is it uh, Android or iPhone? It is called Snoop Stitch. Snitch. (laughs) Created by the Germans, so you know it works. Uh, I can't, I didn't see who it was actually for. I I know it's Android. The screen caps are Android. Yeah, it's definitely for Android. I don't, uh, there's nothing in this article about iPhone. And it's one of those things where I don't put on the tinfoil hat. So it's not, I'm not downloading this because if I know that they're, if, what, what am I going to do about do? it? That's yeah. <laughs> what it comes down to, as per usual. Oh, no. Currently, only rooted Android phones with Qualcomm chipsets. Okay. Well, yeah, I figured, because you so. have to get pretty low level in the stack to be able to, to yeah. detect that stuff. And we talked about that one phone that is yeah. built for it, which is like 1500 bucks, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, what am I going to do? Well, I mean, if I'm doing some nasty shit that they're going to deploy a stingray on me, I can probably drop 1500 bucks on a detection device. But for general but, use okay, people, you, nobody. You who always yelled at me for making that exact point just made that point for me. If I'm not doing anything that I have to hide, what do I care? You just <laughs> made that point. No, I'm just, you saying, I'm just saying if you're a criminal, you can afford to get one. But okay. most people aren't going to drop the coin on yeah, it. Yeah, let's not, let's not admit that you just validated my point. I let's totally let's just move on. I totally did not validate your point. <laughs> yes, you fucking did. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's go to the Internet of Things. Uh, good article on Slate today and basically what Jason and I have been saying all along. Pretty much every smart home device you can think of has been hacked. Absolutely. And there was a commercial that my mom and I were watching uh, over Christmas and it was for this home security system that they said can be accessed from any smartphone. Uh-huh. And my mom is even my mom is like, yeah, that, that's the problem. That can't any be smartphone good. <laughs> can get to your, your home system. Even she's like, I will never put one of those things in my house. She's, she used to be a programmer and she knows how bad how bad software is. So Yeah. Uh, a hacker with physical access to a nest can compromise it in fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds? Fitbits have been hacked. What? Kitchen appliances have been hacked to get onto home networks. Voice over IP phones are easily exploited. Refrigerator. Who had the 
Podcast and network refrigerator. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Uh, half of USB thumb drives have a fundamental vulnerability that actually shouldn't even be in this list. Slate. Yeah, because, we talked uh, about that yeah. one. That one's not uh, e-cigarettes. Well, that was a load of shit that was going around. Anyways, yeah. uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, this whole connected home thing. Unless you really know what you're doing and you can tamp down your security, is easily hackable. The bigger question being who wants to hack your refrigerator? But you know, there are well, nightmare stories. Using, and I believe yeah. you said Black Mirror did a story on did a, one of their plot lines on that or somebody did a plot line where somebody had a a connected home and somebody took it over and no no no. i was talking about the um the connected home device for the christmas special for this year on black mirror where they basically cloned your cloned your mind to run your home system that was just the crazy bit about that well i'm sure the north koreans are working on that now (laughs) without a proxy (laughs) so yes no uh no connected home so, yeah, I mean, these out-of-the-box solutions I would stay away from for a while. I, I don't know if this is a problem that we're ever going to be able to solve. It just, it's it's the, you know, it's it's chicken or the egg. It's it, You create something, somebody figures out how to hack it. You patch it, they hack the patch. Well, on and on and on. Here, here, here's, here's the solution. Yeah. Everybody go buy an Arduino. I was learn about how to, to say, Learn how to program it, and then you have your own system. I was working on that segue. Well, how did it go? This was your big winter project. Have, have you started? I've got the, I've got everything built. Okay. And when I go back, because we got we got screwed with the first snow. The first snow came like <laughs> like November second, and then I was all panicked. I'm like, oh god, okay, let me get my board together. And then it never snowed again. But now when I go home, and I've been traveling for a month, right? You know, I haven't okay. been home in a month. So when I get back home, it's ready and waiting for me, okay. and I'm going to go through the book. I want you to build a Raspberry Pi nest. I've got an Arduino. I don't an have Arduino a Raspberry Pi. Whatever. <laughs> Same shit, different day. At the library, books, books, books. We love books. Um, as I mentioned, I just uh, usually I'll find an author and I'll just devour absolutely everything. So I have uh, yet another Anthony Bourdain book um, that I went through. This one's called A Cook's Tour: Global Adventures in Extreme Cuisines. Say so a lot of the same stories again. I think when you've read one of his books, you've kind of read them all. This one gets a little bit more into some of the more exotic places that he went and more travel than specifically food. Still enjoyable. I like his voice, but again, uh, the best thing that you can possibly do is watch No Reservations or uh, the one on CNN. Is that well? There's No Reservations. There's the Layover and uh, the new one, which is the new one, which I cannot remember. That's the one I'm into right now. Uh, But yeah, this is the last Anthony Bourdain I've read. If you have not read one of his books, do so. You only need to read one though. Yeah, get get (laughs) Kitchen Confidential. Yeah, read that one, and then the rest of them are fairly derivative, but. You know they're still fun. They're they are still fun. fun. So I've got uh, I've got some new books in the hopper. So next week I'll I'll not talk about a cooking book. Excellent. <laughs> I as my book is not science fiction. It is uh, in the heart of the sea: the tragedy of the whale ship Essex. Okay. This is the story that Moby Dick was based on. Nice. Uh, this whaling ship was basically uh, sunk by a sperm whale, and it's the story of the the boats of the guys who survived. Right. It is insane. <laughs> because by the end of it, when the, when these guys were rescued, they, they were they were literally sucking on the bones of the other guys that Well, know, according it, to Anthony Bourdain, there's nothing better than bone marrow. That's what these guys said. <laughs> that the bone marrow saved their lives. Look how we combine those books. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, the beer is working. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Bourdain on cannibalism. That would be about oh, it. I'd watch that show. But it it is a it's a fascinating book. It's not too long and 
the reason that it, it's interesting is because it's like two accounts from two different people in the boats mm-hmm. came out and they, they, you know, built a book about it. But I'm listening to this book on from Audible while I'm getting on a plane and listening to people bitch about their coffee being cold while I'm literally <laughs> listening to stories of guys who are drawing lots to figure out who they're going to kill so the rest of them can survive. It is, I mean, it's a tough book to get through, but it kind of, it puts some shit in perspective. Right. It really does. I, I can't recommend it enough. It is a fantastic book, and especially if you like, you know, books about the sea and things like that. So I do want to say for me next week on deck, we talked about Steelheart before. Love that book. There is finally a sequel. Nice. It is called Firefight. And they're calling the series the Reckoners series. So I'm I am as soon as I can, I'm gonna check <laughs> this book out. Is it out now or just coming? Yes, it oh. is out now. It well, is in my queue. And damn it. I would it like is. to start reading that immediately, but I'm already, I'll get to it though. Unfortunately, right before this one, I've got, uh, as you wish the Carrie Elway's story about oh. filming, filming of, uh, the princess bride, which you'll have much to let me know how that is. I'll definitely want to, if that's good, I want to read it. So, yeah. yeah. I, I am totally looking forward to that. I listened to him on a podcast the other day. I forget whose podcast it was, but, um, it was, it was a, a great interview. I'll see if I can dig up the, where the interview came from and put that in the show notes. But, uh, yeah, I am so looking forward to this because the princess bride honestly is one of the best movies ever made. It's a great movie. We're not, we're, I, there's no reason for us even to do it on, does it have legs? Because it is a perfect, of course film. it has legs. It has legs. It has yes, eight it is of a, the, it is an octopus of a movie. It is a perfect <laughs> fucking movie. So yeah, there's no really reason good. for us to review that one, but yeah, that's, that's up before our firefight. Well, that's really interesting. I, I want to drop a quick, what I, uh, a pro tip, something that I'm going to start doing. Um, there aren't really any good resources for tracking authors out there. Goodreads is trying to do it, but they kind of suck. It kind of sucks. Um, there's nothing great. So what I've, what I'm starting to do, and I've, I've done it for a few authors already. I'm going to go through and, and add this guy to the list and a few other people. If you're a big reader and you really love certain authors, you will probably not hear about a new book being out by any of these authors. I'm starting to set up Google alerts for all my favorite authors. That's a good idea. And, yeah. uh, you know, I set them to once a week, so I'm not getting overwhelmed. I have them come in on Sunday, and I just scan, 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 scan. And that's a great way to find out if your authors are releasing new books because everything else sucks. Yeah, some <laughs> publishers have alerts for authors. Yeah. Um, like uh, Terry Pratchett's publisher. Yeah. Like, I went in and set up alerts for that. But, like, uh, when Chris Moore's new book came out, yeah. I only found out because you told me. Yeah, and I only found out because uh, I, I friended him on Facebook, and it was before Facebook changed their algorithms about uh, pages getting posts through to you. So, yep. you know, the the best way you can possibly do it, unfortunately, because it's Google, is use Google. Yeah. Yeah, set up Google alerts for shit that you care about, and you will get updates. It's yeah, I mean, it's, it's such an open opportunity to just make a quick website to do that kind of thing. But there's no money in it. There's no money in it, so nobody's <laughs> going to do it. Exactly. Yeah, I would love to have just a, a simple alert set up for, you know, upcoming books and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, if I if I miss the next Chris Moore book, I'll just be devastated. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to get in on time to get the signed hardcover first edition on that. So. I know. That was The Merchant of Venice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to see that. You're going to have to pull that out before I leave. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) Software, apps, and gadgets. So for all my bitching about Uber, everybody just goes, yes, but the app, it's all about the app. Well, I said it wasn't that hard, and it's not. And a consortium of cabs, I have not looked deeply enough into this. I don't know what how many cities it's in. I don't know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Have basically created a mirror image Uber app for regular cabs. It's called Cabzilla. 
Uh, I only found out about it because there is a cab company. Uh, I basically have next to no need for cabs in my normal life. I live in a walking community. Um, my wife doesn't drink as much as I do, so I generally have a designated <laughs> driver if I need to leave my walking community. Um, I go to the uh, when I go to the airport is one of the few times that I actually take a cab, and I have a company that I'm not going to name here because they're awesome, and I don't want people <laughs> to find out about them that I use all the time for my runs to the airport. They're cheap, they have great cars, they're wonderful service. Um, and after I took the cab to the airport just two weeks ago, uh, the guy said, "Well, you need to get this app. We've we're signed up with these guys. Our cab company is now part of them." I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Um, and it is basically, it's the exact same thing as Uber. Put in your credit card. Uh, it's got the little map. It tells you how far people are away. You can select different levels of cars. And there's a couple different cab companies here in the LA area that are signed up for it. I don't, I don't know all the details, but uh, here you go. I mean, this is the one advantage that Uber had. Now the regular cab companies have it. So hopefully enough will sign on. Now, one thing that did happen last night, I was down the street with some friends and friends of the show. And the one I fight with all the time about Uber, Fergal, busted out the Uber app, and there was a car two minutes away. And I busted out Cabzilla app, and it was eight minutes away. So there's more Uber cars on the system than there are on this system right now. But obviously, it will grow. Well, at that given moment. Or at that given there, Yeah, I yeah, was like, this know? is not a representative sample. We need yeah. to do this multiple times. <laughs> yes, <laughs> your, your sample size was very yeah. uh, skewed. So, so I, I'm very happy about this because I do have now a viable alternative to Uber in theory. Okay, so there have been cab apps since mm -hmm. before Uber existed. Yeah. I remember Cabulous. Yes. Um, there were a couple, of, a couple of the other ones. I used to use those when I was up in San Francisco. Right. And they worked... Barely crappy. So yeah. hopefully now with pressure from Uber. That's the that's thought the is, is yeah. not only is there the pressure from Uber to actually make these apps work as a, cause I tried them back in the day as well and they were horrible. Um, but there's also should be the pressure to get all these cab companies to kind of join in together to all be on these apps. So it's simple enough and you know, they share the wealth and all that sort of thing. But yeah, because like individual cab companies yeah. starting their own apps mm -hmm. failed. Yeah, they failed. It, they it failed. has to be an overall system. And, yeah. You know, so you use Uber or you use regular cabs or you use whatever. So, yeah. I mean, back in the old days in San Francisco, Luxor was my go to because out of everybody, they were the only ones that would show up when you <laughs> called them. Even yes. though, it, it, again, also why I'm not putting up the name of the cab company I use here in Santa Monica because they always show up yeah. and they're very nice. <laughs> and, but I mean, I can say Luxor now because I don't live in San Francisco <laughs> yes. anymore and it's completely different. That was 10 years ago. So things may have changed. Yes. But uh, so Cabzilla, we'll see what happens. I, I hope it works out. I mean, they're doing all the things that Uber won't do. They're following the rules. They're, you know, these people are registered. They have paid all the fees. They've, they played the game as the government makes us play it. We all have to play it. Why doesn't Uber? So do you know how many cities they're in? I, I don't have any idea because I literally just downloaded it when I came back from Vegas. And okay. I have done no <laughs> research on it whatsoever. Other than I used it once and it was great. And it looks, it's the exact same interface as Uber. I expect nothing else for grumpy old geeks. Yeah. We, our research is our research is minimal. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you downloaded it is probably hey, a plus compared to I was, I was just going to mention it. I figured I'd actually try it first. <laughs> the web's not dead. So I found this one on I fucking love science. Or uh, IFL science yes. because they want to be politically correct now that they're famous. Well, she got a show, right? So yeah, yeah, gotta, can't, gotta, can't call it I fucking love science anymore. Grumpy old fucking geeks until we get a fucking <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> uh, so there's a stunning new 1.5 billion pixel photograph of the Andromeda galaxy. This came out uh, three days ago, and they pointed the Hubble at 
Andromeda mm -hmm. and made a really pretty picture. It, it is beautiful. It is a very beautiful photo. I don't think it's as good as the the super crazy Hubble telescope that turned everybody into nihilists saying we don't exist in the universe anymore because right. there were like, you know, millions of galaxies. Yeah. And when you think galaxies, you forget that, okay, there's it's not a just a galaxy. There's millions, billions yeah. of stars in each galaxy. <laughs> yes, and we are, we are nothing. We are nothing. <laughs> we are nothing. We are bacteria on <laughs> God's balls. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, well, you went for the God thing. I was about to say, and immediately the Christians noticed that you could see Jesus on the far right-hand corner of this image. There's toast in the image? Yes. Because every Jesus time I see toast. Jesus' pictures, it's on toast. <laughs> what does Muhammad show up on, Peter? Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't even, even the France. <laughs> oh, man. And that's all we'll do about that. That's all we're going to do about that. But yeah, check this out. It's pretty damn cool. Okay, so I found the site, jackdurden.com. Yes. Have you seen it? I, I, I looked at it. I'm. This is, this is a meta joke, right? This is a... This, this is satire? I don't think so. <laughs> this, is a, this is basically about Fight Club. This is yeah. know, Tyler Durden um, and I Am Jack movie. and all this. So, uh, welcome to Jack Durden. There is more to Fight Club than meets the eye. I know this because Tyler knows this. This is right up there with your Beatles find. Yeah. This is amazing. Rule number one of jackdurden.com is Marla is not real. This guy breaks down shot by shot everything in the movie to say Marla is a figment of the imagination, just as Tyler is. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I, I did not want to get that deep <laughs> into this site, and I read every word on the site. I, I scanned it, and I was just hoping that this was a joke. I, I mean, it's factual. It I, the, the note of surprise and discovery and, and pats on the back for sorting all this out. Yeah, uh, so it is made by a gentleman named Andrew from Syracuse, New York. Hi, Andrew. Uh, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. I am, it is a deep read if you like Fight Club. I am Brian's stunned brain. I know. This 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 makes my brain melt. I, I'm looking forward to the coming soon There Is No Project Mayhem. There is no Project Mayhem. That, that's in this coming soon, on the, right at the top of the page. So we're getting more. Yes, because so far we've got rule number one is Marla. Rule number two is Bob. Yeah. Bob had bitch tits. Yeah. And uh, we've got nine more rules that are coming. So And there's a lot under all the rules. It's, oh, boy. It's nuts. It is fucking nuts. All right. I might be spending a few hours with this later. I'm telling you, man, it's hard to not read that even if everything he's saying is a joke, this is one of the most elaborate <laughs> jokes I've ever, I've ever seen. He's got screen caps with, you know. Animated GIFs? Ex well, hey, man. And there aren't even any cats in them. It's great. But yeah. It's actually it just really makes me want to go watch the movie. That's exactly it. And then go read the book again. That's what I wanted to do, too. I thought the book wasn't obviously as good as the movie. Well, the movie is just, it's, it's perfect in almost every way. The yes. soundtrack, the cinematography, the set design, the casting. It, it, this is one of the rare instances of a, of a movie taking a book to the next level. And it even, really did. Yeah, yeah. And even uh, Chuck Falinuk says, you know, they put more stuff in the, than was yeah. in my book and they made it better. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a reason that I saw this in the theater opening day <laughs> three times. I saw this movie three times in the theater opening day because after the first one, I was just like, I was mind fucked. And then I went back again and then I went home, thought about it. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm unemployed. I might as well go back and watch it again. <laughs> I was about to say, there are probably some other factors that allow you to go watch a movie three times in one day. Yes, the fact that I was unemployed and I just uh, just settled a lawsuit, so I had a few bucks to all go right. watch it three times. There but, you go. Yeah, all in all, you just check out this site. It is, it's awesome. It's and crazy, and I love it. Love it. Closing shoutouts. Uh, I got a couple shout-outs. Spent uh, the last couple days with some friends of the show. So first shout-out is to Kevin from Official Community, who flew in from Toronto on some business stuff and, and bought this uh, this grumpy old geek a few beers last night. So thank you very much, Kevin. Hopefully we'll get this up in time for you to download it before your flight and you are listening to it on Air Canada right now. Uh, also to Fergal, Fergal, who is a good friend of mine and started off the conversation the other night with, your podcast was boring. Thanks, Virgo. My appreciate friends, it. My friends are are super awesome to me. Yeah, uh, but he does listen to the show every week, and uh, d- also divulged last night that he likes to listen uh, in the shower. So I hope you're all sudsed up and naked right now because that's fucking creepy. That's fucking disturbing. I didn't share that with Jason <laughs> until the end because we would have been thinking about you showering the whole time. Yeah, you could have never shared that with me, and I would have been okay with it. It, it was rather amusing last night, and uh, also a shout out to Mike who was without out with last night as well, and because you're butthurt about not getting a shout-out for a few weeks. So there you go, Mike. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to throw a shout-out to uh, my guys at The Art of Charm, who I've been hanging out with all week. Uh, they're they're my mostly day job now, right. and I finally got to see them all in action. AJ, <laughs> Jordan, and Johnny, the main so guys over there. they were charming? Is that Un- them in action, right? Unfucking believably okay. charming. No, I went, to the, I went to the class that they teach. Oh, okay. I learned to be charming. No wonder except, I'm getting along with you so well today. There's except a little was, twinkle in your eye. I was working most of the time, but I, I got some. I got some contact charm. Okay, <laughs> and uh, it's like they hot boxed it with charm. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> no, thanks to those guys. I've been having a blast out here, and uh, Jordan is the uh, the the one who gave me that giant mixing board. So we will at least my side will sound a lot better coming coming soon. I'll still sound like <laughs> shit and be boring while you're in the shower. Oh, that is that is fucking disturbing, <laughs> man. I just didn't. I never needed to know that. So. Yeah, we didn't need to know that. But uh, also a shout out to Fergal. For, uh, he procreated, so I'd like to welcome Cameron, the youngest grumpy old geek lister. Of course, he doesn't have a choice because <laughs> it's playing while Fergal's in the shower. <laughs> no, and and Fergal was one of the first people to show up at our last grumpy old geeks meetup. Yes. So I appreciate that, Fergal. And when I see you next time, I will be uh, not shaking your hand because I know where it's been now. <laughs> All right, everyone. This has been fun. We're we're in person. We're gonna we're waiting for Bob to show up to record some new bumpers, and then we're heading down to Finn McCool's to drink more beer. I would say uh, if you're listening to this, come down and join us. But uh, it'll be too we'll damn be gone. late. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be gone. So okay, man, this was fun. It I was fun. Actually, chat and see you in person. Yeah. And uh, and since I'm here, we can actually pause when the when the garbage trucks and planes come by. So yeah. it worked out. And once again, there was beer and cider and cider. Oh, let's give a shout out for that. Just yeah, we we, who's the new cider sponsor? If anybody from uh, Julian Hard Cider is listening, we're trying your black and blue right now. It's very tasty. And I approve. Gluten free. Oh, nice. I needed less glutens. <laughs> glutens from a glutes. Okay, man. Well, I will talk to you next week yep. from somewhere in the freezing winters of Chicago. And I will still be here. Bastard. Music for Grumpy Old Geeks is by Among Us. You can 
find them on iTunes and Spotify. Grumpy Old Geeks is hosted by Lipsyn. Use the coupon code GOG while signing up and receive up to two months free. If you'd like to help support the show and keep the lights on, you can donate on our website at grumpyoldgeeks.com. You can also leave us voicemail comments or questions by using the SpeakPipe widget in the sidebar. On social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash grumpyoldgeeks or twitter.com slash gogpodcast. You can also get our iPhone app at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iPhone. And as always, we appreciate your iTunes ratings and reviews. Show notes for this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 91. I'm your uncle, bitch. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida.